Hey everybody, welcome to the Spirit of South Park. What a great impersonation. I think that was right on. Holy shit, we just killed your friend. I have nothing against kicking babies. I laughed hysterically the whole way through. I mean, obviously, I, I can't. I, I, I obviously was, I mean, Barbara Streisand. Well, this certainly does suck right here. Welcome back to the Spirit of South Park podcast. I'm your host, Drew, and today we're here for a special edition of the pod where we are going to try to record an episode and edit it and get it out within a week because Christmas is coming, and what better way to celebrate Christmas than with Mr. Hankey's Christmas Classics. And to help me do that today, our good buddy TJ is back with us. How you doing, TJ? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for having me on. I love talking about South Park. <laughs> I know you do, and I'll be honest, I was trying for a while to think of who would be the perfect guest for this episode, because this is a big episode to me, an all-time classic about as good as South Park gets, but I wanted somebody who knew the episode, that if I mentioned these songs, it would kind of ring a bell to them. And, you know, I talked to some of our normal guests, Wes and and Donovan and Pat, and they were like, I, it doesn't ring a bell. And I was like, I wonder about TJ, because you, in our conversations, you seem like you have a musical mind. <laughs> yeah, I do really enjoy I do enjoy it when Matt Parker and Trey Stone or <laughs> Trey Parker and Matt Stone, I'm sorry. <laughs> when uh when they put music in their episodes, you can tell that these guys are really freaking talented. It's, oh, absolutely. It, they have crazy musical skills. And it, it's amusing to me that they use those musical skills to uh tell dick and fart jokes. <laughs> and they do it so well. It's it's very, quite amazing. Very well. <laughs> so this episode is going to be a little bit different than our standard episode because if you're familiar with Mr. Hankey's Christmas Classics, this episode is basically a collection of songs. We're going to kind of break down each song, talk about it, what we like, maybe what we didn't like, and we've each ranked the 10 songs in this episode in our own personal top 10 list. And as we go through the songs and talk about them, we're going to give them a ranking in our top 10, and then we'll put together a composite list of what the best song is out of this episode. And along with that, at the end, we're going to fly through our scoring system really quick because we have to give it a score. <laughs> I mean, you know how things work here, right? Yeah. So that's how things are going to go here today, and I could not be more excited for this. Yes. So before we get started, I will say just real quick, I want to thank uh, our supporters of the pod that give the monthly donation. As always, thank you, Pat, because it's just one person. But I'll continue to thank you. <laughs> Things are still going well here. Uh, just a little update on the editing schedule. A lot of sickness in my family here in the last month, so I'm a little bit behind. But I'm still trying to get at least one or two episodes out a month. And actually, the next episode you're going to get after this one will also be one that TJ and I recorded about four months ago, but it's on the way. Hey, it's for it's all for a worthy cause. Reviewing South Park episodes, a very, very worthy cause. 
That's right. These episodes are 20 years old. If you're worried about me taking four months to edit something, you need to check your priorities, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Some things are just worth waiting for, you know what I mean? Ep- that's, that's exactly right. And uh, the listeners here who wait, you know, a month or two between each episode, they, the payoff is big when it comes in. It's all about confidence, Drew. It's all about confidence. Yes, and I... We'll, we'll see if we can find some somewhere. <laughs> uh, so just to get things kicked off here, I'm going to go ahead and read the blog post that I put together here. Mr. Hankey's Christmas Classics aired December 1st, 1999. In this special episode of The Spirit of South Park, we've jumped ahead to attempt to bring you a podcast that actually matches the holiday and time of year. The biggest reason I wanted to do this is because this is absolutely one of my all-time favorite episodes. This may be the only episode that I have memorized word for word, and I'm not even joking. This episode will challenge the scoring system. I could see a situation where this episode scores at the very top of the list, but that all depends on the judges' interpretations of the system. The premise of the episode is more like a CD release of South Park-based Christmas songs than anything. And when it first premiered, I may have thought it was dumb, but it quickly worked its way into my own holiday traditions. I make a point to go back every year and listen to the entire album, which can be found on a Spotify playlist. And I will share that playlist in the Discord and probably on Twitter, just to make you aware. I don't know if I'll do it on Twitter. I don't know if Elon will allow that. That's another story. (laughs) (laughs) Some songs are legendary and get multiple plays in the Christmas music rotation for me every year. I know that I love this episode, and I can't wait to see if our guest feels the same way. Oh, oh, I do. I do. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I, I figured that might be the case. So if you're playing along at home and you're going to try to score this and make your own top 10 list with us, go ahead, pause our podcast now. Uh, go find this. It might even be airing on Comedy Central this time of year. But uh, find it wherever you need to. Watch it. Score it. Rank it. Put your top 10 list together. And come back and hear what we have to say. If you have HBO Max, it's accessible there. Season 3. Season 3, episode 15, which I don't think I've even mentioned in this uh, this episode yet. So good well, shout see, there. see, there you go. I, uh, I set it up <laughs> and you knock it down. I do... <laughs> That's what a good co-host does, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I have my purpose here. I got it. <laughs> well, and this is your third time here on the show, so you're basically, you know, you're... you're you're a normal uh what's the word i'm looking for a regular you're a regular here right. so well third time but this will actually air before the second time Ooh, that i was yeah, on the that's show a, that's a mind bender right there yeah we just stepped into a paradox <laughs> we'll try not to reference anything we talked about in the last episode right <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so let's talk about how we feel about this episode before we get into each of the songs what are your overall reactions to this episode? Let me tell you, when you asked me to do this, like, I remember this episode, but I didn't remember this episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I certainly had to go back and watch it because it has been a long time. And once I did, let me tell you, like, like I'm pleased now because this really put me, I'm not even kidding, this really put me in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> it is. It is just... It's fun. It's funny. Yeah. It's even cute in places. It, it really yeah. is. And it put me in the Christmas spirit. It has a way of doing that. 
listening to you talk about i just want to point this out because this was going through my head as you were talking how this is going to challenge the point system and it's going to because as i was scoring in the traditional point system way it's like man this is i don't know if this is going to get the love that it deserves in the score right But, but but we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes I think it does depend on your own interpretation of the scoring system and how to apply that. Like with with our core four characters, Stan makes an appearance in three songs and he has no major singing parts with maybe a small a small exception. And and Kenny is damn near non-existent. Kenny barely even shows up. And so what what do you do with that? I think once we get to the scoring system, we'll talk about that a little more. It does suck, though, because if you listen to the actual album that they released, there is a song with Kenny on there, and it's one of the best ones. It is. Uh, But I completely understand why they could not put it on the TV. Yes, and that was going to be one of my questions for you, was if you've listened to the whole album that they released and some of the songs that didn't make it to the show. Yeah, the song that reminded you that you're going to die over and over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, like, okay, I get it's, it. It's, it's a little dark. Um, yeah. I have to be in the right mood for that one. <laughs> I can say so far this year I have not been in the right mood. That's usually the one you listen to, you know, when you're like a week away from uh, your work's holiday break and you're just ready to get there. But they made that like the third song. Yeah. Yeah. If you're wondering what we're talking about, we're not going to go too deep into that portion, but you can find this, as I mentioned, in that Spotify playlist, and I will make sure to share that out after the episode has aired. Let's get into the songs. Let's start with the first song. The episode begins with a song called Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh, obviously. It's about Mr. Hanky. It pretty it could serve as your introduction to him if you're not familiar with who he is. I think of this song as something similar to Frosty the Snowman or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Right. It's like that same kind of upbeat, you know, song about a character and, oh, yeah. and all the greatness that they are kind of thing. It's very reminiscent of the those children sing-alongs that you used to hear. And yes. like, yeah, you're talking about the, the claymation snow, uh, Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, like it hits it hits those notes. It really does. And it's very nice sounding. You know, going back to I was talking about how talented these guys are. And, you know, this is a very, it, it's exactly what it's supposed to be. Only it's about a piece of poo. <laughs> yes. And I think that the thing that I think of with this is I saw this episode before I ever saw the Mr. Hankey episode that introduced him as a character in season one, episode nine, I believe it is. And to have seen the sing-along and had no idea who Mr. Hankey was, that was really confusing to me. I'm like, okay, we've invented a piece of crap that is singing and Christmas. And obviously I know now, but um, when I first heard this and saw this episode I was I was quite confused highlights of this song for me at least the thing that always comes to mind is the 
portion of the song where they're talking about sometimes he's runny, sometimes he's firm, sometimes he's practically water. <laughs> sometimes he's brown, sometimes he's greenish brown. <laughs> yes, yes. And then you get the guy that follows it up with sometimes he hangs off the end of your ass and won't fall in the toilet because he's just clinging to your sphincter. So you got to move your butt around and wiggle it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, uh, for me, the thing about Mr. Hanky that always gets me, though, and they kind of open right off taking it to extremes is the poo marks that he leaves when he hops around. And yeah. then he had, they, they had, they had to because South Park can't not be gross like yes. south park is great social commentary i will bang that drum all damn day but these guys cannot help but be gross so of course there's a line in there about put me in your mouth and so the poo <laughs> goes on and it's like okay i mean that's that's disgusting did we need to do that and the answer is yes yes we needed to do that because it's south park just to see if we can get away with it so while this is kind of the opening song, maybe the theme song, a song that does stick in my mind, when you compare it to the other nine songs in this episode, I didn't rank it as high as I thought I would. Yeah, me neither. I really thought that I'd be... Because when I listened to it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I like this. And I thought that it would get a higher ranking. And then when I went through these... Anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you no, saying? No, you're good. Um so it 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 kind of came down to my top three were pretty close together, and then my middle three were really close together. And I put this at the bottom of my middle three and made it number six in my top ten. So right. that's where I put Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. How about you? Well, I will say that this is a great introductory song, and it certainly 100% tells you who this character is and what he's all about. It's a great, hey, this is Mr. Hankey's song. The last line encapsulates everything. His smell and spirit lingers on. <laughs> the way my top ten list, like, the top six songs, I really like them all. They yeah. might, like, the, the, the sixth song is like it might be sixth but it's not because i don't like it um yeah. and this one this one comes in at five for me oh yeah that makes me feel better about my ranking to know that we're both kind of in that same area there yeah it's going to be interesting to see how similar some of these go because listeners there has been no no conversation beforehand about these rankings that's a good thing to point out, and I would assume people would know at this point that we don't discuss these things, but it's always good to uh, remind our listeners, and in case somebody you know picks this up and listens for the first time, we don't talk about our scores and rankings beforehand. We, uh, we reveal it all here. <laughs> you start a Christmas special with a song about a Christmas poo, and so the next logical thing to do is to take it to the dreidel song. <laughs> right. Until I was sitting here, you know, planning what I was going to say, I never realized the irony of that. But Kyle is very well known to be Jewish and have a Jewish family. And so why shouldn't it be part of this episode? I will say this episode was my first ever 
introduction to the dreidel song. I did not know what a dreidel was. I had not heard of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Believe it or not, there's not a lot of Jewish people in rural southern Illinois. Oh, shit. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, right. So I was uh, I was very, um, very sheltered. And keep in mind, this is 99, so I'm 13 years old here. So yeah, this was this was a lot of learning for me. Initial thoughts on this song. This is a fun song. Yes. I love the the layering of the lyrics. Um it's really it's it's really impressive at the end of the song how it's <laughs> all done and how it all comes together. It's got all all of the classic characters in it. It brings that well except for Kenny, you know, yeah. and it brings it brings a lot of people that you've seen on South Park together. And in in that, I mean, I can see why it came first, because it's showing you people that you know. Cartman's, it's a good attention grabber. Right. Cartman's over the top, but Cartman's going to be <laughs> over the top. Yes. I like it when Miss Broflowski comes in and uh, sings. And it's reminiscent of what she does in the... Um, in the movie bigger longer and uncut when she's singing and she kicks her leg up uh, <laughs> only this time this time her crazily shapely leg uh th- there's holes in the knees of the pantyhose i don't know if you noticed that she has holes <laughs> I, in the knees i did not that's interesting i'm gonna have to go back and see that now and uh and then at the end when gerald comes in with the courtney cox love <laughs> um and i don't know if also if you notice this but he he keeps that up in the finale of the song when everybody yes. is singing their line. He is still singing about Courtney Cox. I love you. It, you can you can catch it if you listen for it because his his uh, singing is just at a low enough note that everybody else is over him. And if you listen for it, you can yeah you right. can definitely hear it. Unfortunately, as I said, this was you know my introduction to the dreidel song. It has ruined the dreidel song for me. They were singing this at my my son's winter musical play thing they do. He's in first grade, and, and the whole time they're singing it, I'm sitting there going Courtney Cox. I love you because that's all I can think of when I hear this song now. And the problem is that this is old enough. It's not a reference. A lot of people are going to get, so I just have to sing it to myself, but that's a, that's a me problem. But yeah, the way, the way they bring people in, it starts with Kyle. He's teaching Ike how to play dreidel and spin the dreidel. And then Stan comes in, I think, or does Cartman come in? Cartman, Stan come in. Cartman comes in first because he has to start making fun of it. Yes. And, and he does, which also has ruined the dreidel song, but that's another story. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's certainly one. Cartman's line is certainly one that you uh, don't want just popping out. No, no, you can't, uh, you can't take that one to the school uh, holiday program definitely frowned upon so yeah all that being said i mean this is this is a song that obviously hits the nostalgia bone it makes you laugh and like you said it's it's well done the the quality and and i mean with most of these the quality is really good a plus creativity just a classic um is there anything else you want to say about this song spoiler alert this happened to be my favorite song when i did the rankings it's my number one it's my number one okay and And this is one I think there's a couple reasons for that. Um, One, I really do like the layering. I think that it is put together well. It is crafted well. 
too. The lyrics are funny when you think about it, and they put them together and tell the whole story. And it's funny that yeah. they're telling the whole story when everybody's just repeating themselves over <laughs> and over again. But I think what really put it at the very top for me is the fact that it's got the main characters in it and you know yeah. everybody in it and you know the stories behind their interactions so yep number one for me out of the 10 i get it i get it i think that's a fine choice like i said i had three that were in my top tier and that was one of them except this one was my third overall song but with both of us rating it that high i think it's gonna fare fairly well in the final total here yeah yeah so the next song that we get to, I don't even really consider a song. Um, I consider it a song because it's on the Spotify album. But its role within the episode is like what, maybe a thirty-second clip. Yeah, and you also kind of have to you also kind of have to declare it a song because when the whole episode opens up, it says ten classic cr- songs. So yeah. <laughs> without without counting O Tannenbaum as a song, you only have nine. So yes. yeah, it, this is going to be we're a very short discussion about this one, listeners. But it's but it's a song, I guess. As as TJ said, it is O Tannenbaum, and it is performed by Adolf Hitler, <laughs> as you would expect. <laughs> the scene is basically he's sitting in hell, singing and crying because he does not have a Christmas tree. And it is in German, by the way. Yes, yes. And that is why I don't know every word to this episode, because I don't know German very well. (laughs) It's an appearance. It's odd. Uh, 13-year-old me thought it was super weird to have Hitler singing about a Christmas tree, and I did not have the same type of um, humor that I do now, or at least view of things that I do now that affect my humor. And so I always thought this was stupid and a waste of time. (laughs) Thus, why I ranked it my last song out of ten. Yeah, and I'm gonna agree with you there. This is just <laughs> this is just Hitler shock value. It South is 100 percent shock value. Good. Yeah, good South call. Park does things, and they're like they just they're gonna pull things from left field. When we get into talking to the next song, we're gonna mention some of the same stuff. But <laughs> yeah, yes. this song for me is the bottom one. It is number ten, and it is. It's not that it didn't need to be in there because it really does set up the next song if you kind of think about yes. it. But it, it was like, uh-huh, whatevs. Its main purpose in this episode is to set up the next song. It go, cuts from this to Satan comes in and asks Hitler what's going on, why he's so sad. And then Satan breaks into his song, Christmas Time in Hell. Now this one is a lot more to unpack. <laughs> oh, but it's it's fun and peppy. Oh yeah, um, it it is a fun song. When I was watching this uh, to make my scores for the episode, I was singing along with it, and it's the only song that I <laughs> sing along with for the entire time. Remember also, like I said, when I was younger, being absolutely put off by this concept of this song. I remember listening to some morning radio show i don't remember which one it was and the the hosts of that radio show were just absolutely distraught and they were playing clips from the song like can you believe they would make fun of this and they would make fun of this and um it's like looking back at that now like they were 
culturally relevant even you know to get to that point and trigger people the way they might have then and the older i've gotten the more i've grown to appreciate this song it is targets everybody you can possibly think of in, in a pop culture kind of way wait there's pop culture figures in this episode I did actually make a list, Drew, if you would like for me to run through it. I stopped short of a list, but please do. Let's listen to this. So first, before I get into this list, I just want to say a little caveat. I always love the musical numbers that they end up giving Satan. Like throughout throughout (laughs) the South Park years, whenever Satan sings a song, I'm going to end up liking it. But okay. um, while while this song Christmas Time in Hell is going on, and really what you're seeing is while Satan's singing, they're decorating up hell, getting it ready for Christmas. And the people that you see throughout in hell are, in order of appearance, Hitler, <laughs> Hitler, of course, yes. uh, Je- Jeffrey Dahmer is there, JFK and his son, both mentioned. Yes. Um, Chairman Mao is there. Yes. Genghis Khan is there. Mm-hmm. Michael Landon is there. <laughs> and then, and then for the timing that this episode came out, this is probably what really pissed a lot of people off. But Princess Diana was there. Yes. And uh, Gene Siskel was there, um, pleasuring himself to Princess Diana, which was an extended offense. And then they made sure to mention that they had to make room because Andy Dick is coming soon. (laughs) So, yeah, just, you know, a whole bunch of punches at South Park threw. And then, like, just as a little shock caveat to really like just fuck with people who this kind of stuff would get under their skin they had jfk put his arm around hitler while they were dancing in the final number so you know they they chose that they chose to have that happen so you know a lot of things in this song the song is fun the visual representation there's a whole hell of a lot going on you could (laughs) you could have i see what you did there (laughs) you could have a dissertation on just the visuals going on in this we could spend a whole episode on this song hands down yeah so but i loved it yeah and like i said the older i've gotten the more i've appreciated um the song and just just the way it's it's set up it's it's a song about christmas and hell but it's so unbelievably upbeat and and just peppy it's it's a fun song yep i was doing a little google searching here while uh, while you were going over the list michael landon died in 91 91 which was way earlier than i thought uh princess diana was 97 which two years before this came out yeah and gene siskel was in February of 99, so 10 months before this aired. Yep. Just in case you wondered, I was curious. Uh, there there were still people mourning Diana like she died yesterday in 99. Yo, for sure. I feel like there's still people that mourn it quite a bit now, honestly. <laughs> true, true. Uh, side note, I remember the day and everything that happened with it, and I didn't understand the everything around it then and i honestly still don't understand it now but that's probably another discussion for another podcast (laughs) (laughs) i went ahead and i gave christmas time in hell my top spot 
It was All close. Right. All right. It was close. But over the years, I think this has become my favorite song from this episode. Well, I don't think it's going to shock you to learn that I put it at my number two. <laughs> not zero, zero percent surprised. Honestly, kind of surprised it's not number one, but I understand why. Yeah, really what pushes, like I mentioned when we were talking about the dreidel song, what pushes it over the top is that it's got all the core kids in it. You know, it's got yeah. South Park, or it's got Cartman. It's got, yeah. it's got Stan and, and Kyle. Whereas with this, there's no core characters or yep. even core secondary characters available. Except um, Satan. Except Satan, that's that's right. He does appear enough that I think... Uh, oh yeah, Satan's definitely a secondary character in South yeah, Park. I agree. Song number five is Carol of the Bells, which is performed by Mr. Mackey. <laughs> it's maybe 50 seconds long. He's singing just, you know, Carol of the Bells. Uh, the, the visual with it is him dressed up as a bell singing in a lot of cases. Yeah. It's, it's Everything nuts. is ding dong okay. <laughs> ding dong okay. <laughs> but it's so damn good. <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I know. This is just another example of how technically skilled these people are in the musical arts because yeah. it is it sounds good and it really all goes together and it is it is not much if any music other than him <laughs> various various mackies all yep. singing together as a choir all singing the different parts and it's and then it just ends with him going okay <laughs> you know that it's yeah, you know it. Here was my note that I wrote. I wrote mm-hmm. one, two, two words. Good enough is what I wrote. <laughs> Good enough to be entertaining. What it was like? You said fifty seconds. Fifty seconds. It was entertaining. Yeah. I I I gave it a seven out of ten. I can understand that. Now, if you've listened to this show at all, you know my love for Mr. Mackey. Yeah. <laughs> So you can assume I'm a little bit higher than you here. Fair enough, you know. I've gone high enough as number four on my oh, list with this song. Okay. Yes. Do I think it's the fourth best song in this episode? Absolutely not. Is it my fourth favorite? Yes. <laughs> hey, that's fair. Simple to the point. And I, I think you, you kind of said it too, is this is Matt and Trey showing off what they can do with almost nothing and turning it into something. Right. I'd say we move on here to the next song because that's a 50-second song, and we talked about it for, like, two minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> The next song um, in the episode is Oh Holy Night, as performed by Eric Cartman. It has its Cartman twist on it, as you would expect. Would you, would you like to explain, TJ? Okay, so at the, end, at the end of the day, this is enjoyable. It really is. Yeah. Um, and the lyric changes are funny because it is Cartman and what it seems to be is that he has forgotten the words. Yes. So since he has forgotten the words, he has decided to do what Cartman does, make it about himself. <laughs> so he makes it about him getting presents. And one of my favorite lines from it was, 
thank you, Jesus, for being born. <laughs> and because thank you, Jesus, for being born, because now I get presents. Yes. Um, I. I like it when the backup vocals sang the right words while he was right after not, he said something. Right, right. Yeah. something. Voices. <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, one of my favorite moments of the episode, and it was about to get favorite moment of the episode until I remembered other things. <laughs> but near the end of it, when Cartman just goes and like starts taking everything from Mary, from the baby Jesus, from the yes, three wise yes. men, he just takes everything they had and puts it on his camel <laughs> and thanks Jesus for being born because now he gets presents. <laughs> it was very Cartman. It was very Cartman. And even though it was sung like Cartman, it still sounded good. So it was fun. It's almost as if every six-year-old wrote the words to that <laughs> right. song. I do like this, but this song doesn't hit as high with me. If you've listened to the the whole album and you've heard the Swiss Colony Beef Log song, I like that way more than uh, than this. But this is still really good. Um, this is exactly what you would expect out of Cartman for a Christmas song because it is about Cartman and Cartman's biggest concern is himself. <laughs> and that's, that's what it should be. This is always the song that I felt like I should have had higher on my list or I should have felt stronger about. Um, but for me, it only comes in in the seven spot. I feel like it's good, but it, it just doesn't quite reach the levels of the others. Like... Am I making sense? I feel I feel like I'm kind of being a dick to this song. <laughs> no, I I kind of get exactly where you're coming from because I have it at six. So okay, okay, yeah. I don't feel bad then. I could see where <laughs> you know someone could listen to that and be like, oh, this is the best song in the whole show. But never at any point in the last twenty three years have I felt that way. I could understand why somebody would. We have four songs left. I'm interested to see where we fall here on this next one, Mr. Garrison. Uh, sings a totally new song <laughs> titled Merry Fucking Christmas. Basically with this song, Garrison talks about how in December and as Christmas approaches, he goes all over the world and wishes everyone of a different religion a Merry Fucking Christmas. As the song starts out, he, he highlights, I believe it's three different religions. And as the song starts out, he's kind of nice, you know, still a dick as Garrison is. He's... I think the first place he goes, he decorates a little bit and maybe puts some garland on people. And then by the end of his trip, after his third trip, which I believe is to Japan, he's like throwing presents at people and throwing fully decorated Christmas trees at people. And he's getting more aggressive in his singing as it goes on. This song is something. <laughs> <laughs> this is by far, in my opinion, the most offensive song on here. Yes. And it, it is basically Mr. Garrison being mad at other religions because they are not celebrating Jesus's birthday. Yes. <laughs> this is full of shock value lyrics. Yeah. Um, you know, this is kind of like when they threw Hitler at you for no real reason. It's South Park shock value. It's coming from a character who is a caricature 
uh, because mm-hmm. Mr. Garrison is classically is the classic overcompensating Christian to yeah. cover up his own secrets. And in Mr. Garrison's case, of course, his secret is that he's gay. People can figure that out. <laughs> but he he covers that by being extremely Christian. So, of course, he's going to go around and judge other cultures for not celebrating Jesus because he needs to judge them before they can have the chance to judge him for being a secret homosexual. <laughs> The best part about this song, in my opinion, is Mr. Hat clapping at the end. <laughs> Everybody's in the classroom is just sitting there staring at him, and Mr. Hat is just clapping away. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I feel as uncomfortable as the students at the end of this song. Uh, I gave it a nine, and only because Otan and Bomb is such a throwaway <laughs> song. And this is where. This is where the two worlds collide of young Drew and old Drew. This, for years and years and years, was my favorite song off of this episode. Oh, I can understand it. <laughs> I, can under- I can understand it because 20-year-old TJ would have found this shit hilarious. <laughs> it's so over the top. The, the, the group of people I hung out with when I was younger and in this age... We're definitely not into South Park. Nobody watched it. Nobody cared about it. Like, I would talk about it sometimes, and they'd look at me like I was crazy. This was the song I could play for them that would get their attention and be like, oh, this is funny. This is, like, I need to watch more South Park. And I remember doing that on multiple occasions, you know, burn it to a CD, and you're good to go. It was tough for me when I was sitting down making my rankings to dethrone Merry Fucking Christmas from the top, but... I think it needed to be done, so it came in at number two. Okay. I mean, it's the song is an experience, but it is. Be, it be is. careful who you're around while you're experiencing it. <laughs> while experiencing it. it, absolutely. Especially in this day and age, it uh, it it's a song that has not aged well. Let's go with that. <laughs> the other thing I did think was interesting about this is remember this song was made in '99. Or this episode came out in '99. There's no way that this would have been able to come out two years later, after oh. nine after nine eleven. Yeah, there's there's no way. I think that offers us just a little bit of a view back into what the world was like back before then, um, and just how quickly everything changed there. Yeah, that leads us to the eighth song, which was "I Saw Three Ships." which is performed by Shelley Marsh as she's playing on the piano and singing along with her wonderful speech issues. And yeah. Stan and Kyle are sitting on the couch behind her, mocking her and making faces. And throughout the song, she stops periodically and says, shut up, turds. <laughs> and eventually, um, by the time the song ends... She basically gets up, picks up the piano, and drops it on their head. Did I miss anything there? No, that's really all that's to this song. And, like, (laughs) this is here just for the funnies. Yes. Um, There's nothing about this song that sounds good. No. You know, we've talked about how the other songs, you know, they're irreverent, they're... uh, uh, awful they have shock value the lyrics are about poo but they still sound good this doesn't 
this sounds like an untalented girl <laughs> playing a song and singing it um, and getting made fun of by her brother and their friend. That's all there is to this song. It takes like 30 seconds. Yeah. May, maybe a little more. And, um, you know, it's eh, it's it's almost as whatever as O-Town and Bomb, but, ne- but we're dealing with characters that you know. Yes. So it's better. I gave it an eight. That's literally the only reason I put it where I did above O-Tannenbaum. It's because it has characters we know. It's one of their appearances. And I kind of enjoy the fact that Shelly can just pick up a whole piano, run across the room with it, and <laughs> drop it on their heads. She does have beast mode strength when she <laughs> wants to beat up on children younger than her. Absolutely she does. We've seen it on multiple occasions, I think. That's pretty much all there is to that song. Um, and to, yeah. me, to me, it's a matter of, oh, our episode needs to go 20 minutes and we're only at 19? Here, throw this in. <laughs> and I think that's uh, that's how we got that. Uh, the next song we see... Um, I, and I would struggle with the name of this song. I just put Jesus and Santa at Do the Bar. I called it the Christmas medley. <laughs> I think that works. Uh, but basically, you have... At a bar on stage singing, you have Jesus and Santa, and they're doing kind of a, a duet, a back and forth, singing different Christmas songs. Jesus, I believe, starts singing a song about him. I don't remember which one exactly. Do you? They, they each do a few ones. Um, they go back and forth a couple times. This is, this is one of my favorites, actually. It's hilarious <laughs> and well done, in my opinion. I love... I love the interaction between Jesus and Santa, especially especially throwing a little context in this. South Park started as a Jesus versus Santa fight. Yes. That got popular on the internet. Yes. So um this it was fun to see them perform like this. And and it 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 was funny because obviously they were putting on this show for like three or four people in this bar, right? And the guy at the piano, <laughs> the guy at the piano, was very excited to be there. <laughs> but it was it was funny to hear them refer to themselves in the songs. And of course, Jesus steals the stage because there are uh, way many more songs about him than there are about Santa. Yeah, for me, that's the highlight of the song is when uh, Santa gets frustrated and starts singing uh, Rio. <laughs> the The piano guy was really into it. Though. <laughs> he was all about it. Yes, yes. Oh, I, I was trying to think of who even sings that song, but uh, old 80s song. So Santa starts singing that, and they're like, he, Jesus stops him. He's like, well, I'm sorry. There's like a thousand Jesus songs and only like four fucking Santa songs. <laughs> that always changed my my opinion towards Santa songs, too. It's like, oh, I didn't realize there were so few of these. We need to enjoy them when we hear them. But it is a fun back and forth. It's just a fun idea in general. And, and the, whole, uh, the whole Rio thing always makes me laugh. And it's it's just very well done. And I thought... Originally, my first set of rankings, I had this low. And I'm like, you know what? I really like this, and it's done really well. And so I kept moving it further up and further up. It finished as my number five song. I have it at three. That makes me feel so good knowing knowing <laughs> that uh, I'm not crazy for putting it up there. Because that's another one of those where if somebody came in and said, this is a waste of time. I don't like this song. I 
Like, I can't really argue that either, you know? Right. I mean, I can understand because it is just a medley. But, like, this this is uh, one of the songs on here that is much better with the visuals than just the audio. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some of the other songs can just stand by themselves as songs. This can't, but it was still really fun to me. Yeah. The, the, the visual makes it everything. And I'm thinking about with the other songs, how important the the visual is. And, And I don't think there's any other song in this episode where the visual is as important. Uh, fair, fair. So our last song here is kind of a closing song. It's kind of a sweet, touching moment where Mr. Hankey is singing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. All the characters are together and singing, and it's it's kind of a, a nice little bow to put on it, almost with a, a serious touch to it. Um, I don't know how much research you did on the episode to see where they were talking about. Well, they didn't talk about it within the episode, but the the lady who did the voices for a lot of the female characters had killed herself, I believe, in November. And so a lot of this number was a tribute to her. Oh, shit. If you noticed that at all, they did like a, a montage at one point of all the different female characters that she voiced. Oh really? Yeah, I yeah. It's it's all that. on Wikipedia. If you you take a peek at it and then watch it, it's like, oh wow, this is actually kind of super sad. So yeah, it's it's a touching thing, and it, honestly, not quite what you're used to getting from South Park. And after everything you just witnessed, um, maybe it feels like a little bit of a a downer or a letdown. But given given you know knowing the context of why they did it, it's like oh yeah, this kind of makes sense now. I see why this is. Not even knowing that, I still liked this song, and it's one of my top ones. Be it, and you're right. This is more serious. They don't play with the lyrics. This is just the cast of South Park singing, "Have yourself a merry little Christmas." Yeah. That's all it is. And they do it really well. Um, it sounds really good. Um, but you can still hear the distinct South Park voices. You can pick Cartman out, for yeah. instance. Um, you know, some of the visuals are funny. Like, this is one of the only times that Kenny appears and he immediately get dies. That's the one thing that's out of, you know, that's not necessarily so serious, is Kenny appears and gets killed instantly. Yeah, and and it's almost like, oh, we had to do that because, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's good. And I am, outside of South Park, a fan of musicals anyways. So it doesn't have to be stupid funny for me to like it, even though I love me some Book of Mormon. <laughs> right. No, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really good. A great way to wrap everything up and send it away. And... Like I said, this put me in the Christmas spirit, you know, listening to this all the way to the end. So, you know, uh, this was number four for me. It sounds good. Good wrap up. Yeah, I think I think that's a good spot for it. I put mine at eight. But like we talked about, I don't know if there's necessarily that big of a gap between right between all of that, like you would think. When it all comes down to it, the whole episode is just a high-quality episode. To me, it's, it kind of set the tone for what I think a a Christmas special should be. You know, they took, they took something like Christmas, that's something that everybody knows and loves and feels a certain way about, 
and they put their own spin on it. If your show can do that, I think that's a successful thing to do, you know? And they also throw back to things that we've seen in Christmas specials in the past. You know, we talked about how some of this music sounds like stuff that you're going to hear on those old children sing-along Christmas shows. And then, you know, um, at every commercial break, they had the... uh, christmas special graphic that looked remarkably like the star wars christmas (laughs) special graphic yes i guess the one thing we haven't really mentioned with this episode is the newscaster guy that uh (laughs) (laughs) i was actually when when you first started getting into uh what this episode starts with i wanted to be like actually it starts with fighting the fuzzies at 11 (laughs) yes and uh, so, yeah, this, this newscaster, like real-life person, makes an appearance every commercial break at the beginning or at the end of it or right at the beginning of it and says, fighting the frizzies at 11. And that's it. That's all you get. And you're that's sitting there watching this it's going. It's like, what the fuck is that? Right? Because it looks so 70s. Oh, <laughs> for sure. Um, it, it That just leads to at the very end of the episode, while the credits are rolling, the news anchor guy is fighting a guy i don't i don't even know <laughs> and now fighting the frizzies <laughs> ding ding and it's like it's like I, he's I, in a sasquatch costume or something the guy huge, he's fighting a huge cousin it yes <laughs> it's uh it's so random but uh so fun because at no point does it feel like it belongs there and you're just kind of scratching your head the whole time <laughs> but the payoff is absolutely worth it well I mean, we ran through all those songs and we gave pretty good synopsises of everything. Well, then let's get to it. Let's go ahead and explain the scoring system. The scoring system. Our scoring system is split into two parts. First, the character score. We have the core four characters, Stan, Kyle, Cartman, and Kenny. Each character can earn a total of up to three points per episode. The maximum score for the core four per episode is 12 points. We also grade the secondary characters. The secondary characters are characters who are not considered to be part of the core four, and they can earn up to 10 points per episode. The second part of our scoring system is the episode score. The episode score has three five-point categories, relevance, irreverence, and laugh score. The relevance score is based on how relevant the episode is, both now and the time that the episode was made. The irreverence score is based on how the episode disrespects or parodies topics that are generally taken seriously. The laugh score is another five-point category that reflects how much the episode made us laugh as we watched it. We also have the personal score, which is our own subjective score on how we felt about the episode. That category is worth seven points. Finally, we have the SP factor, which is worth one point because 45 is a much better number than 44. It is basically the extra point of our scoring system. And TJ, let's start off talking about Stan. What did you think of Stan in this episode? Most of the main cast is rarely there. Yeah. Uh, While he was there, you know, I didn't have any arguments with anything he did. Um, he sang his part in the one song there with Kyle. I mean, he was there. He didn't do anything grand. I gave him just a one out of three. I think that's fair. I, more often than not, tend to use 1.5 as my baseline. 
And so if right. you if you do anything at all, you should be above a 1.5. And that's why Stan had a 1.7. <laughs> oh, okay. He he did appear in three different songs. Um, he he had words in the dreidel song. He was at the end when "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas," and uh, he did play a role in uh, "I Saw Three Ships." I went ahead and gave a little more for the 1.7. How about Kyle? Um, yeah, uh, Kyle played his part, and then of course in the uh, lore of South Park, Mr. Hanky does come from Kyle's buttocks. I'm glad you pointed that out. <laughs> So I gave, even though Kyle does approximately just as much as Stan does, if you kind of think about it. Yeah. I gave I gave him a one point six because okay. this is more more about uh, more about Kyle. He had a song that centered all around him. Yes. And uh, Mr. Hanky comes from Kyle. Yeah, and I I had that in my notes too. You know, Kyle's the reason Mr. Hanky is even a thing. Kyle is the reason they're singing the dreidel song, and it all starts with him. And without Kyle and the involvement of his family, that wouldn't be what it is. And I think we're on the same type of path here. I came in with a 2.2. Then Cartman. He had his part in the dreidel song. A pretty simple part, a very Cartman (laughs) part. Yes. Um, And then the Oh Holy Night was entertaining to me. Not as entertaining as a dreidel song. Cartman got a 1.4 from me. Okay. I thought Cartman, in terms of the core four, probably had the highest score. I mean, he had his own song, and he was very much himself in that song. He was very offensive in his appearance. (laughs) In the dreidel song, and he also appeared there at the end in "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." I briefly thought about giving Cartman a full three, but I decided oh. that was too much and just gave him a two point five. I can understand the reasoning there. So as usual, I'm way high on the character scores compared to my co-host. That's nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you feel about Kenny's appearance and death? Uh, here, I, I can understand your scorings being a little higher when you talked about, you know, your baseline is 1.5. If they do anything, it's 1.5. Yeah. Well, Kenny literally did nothing. <laughs> um, he did, in okay, he did do something. He died. He died. Like, like, he literally came on screen just to die. And it almost like... Uh, Oh, yeah, we forgot to put this in. We forgot to kill Kenny in this episode. So here's Kenny getting killed. Yes. He has a 0. 0.5. 0.5 from me. I think we're close here again because um, I've established that 1.5 is just show up and, and be there. And I gave Kenny a 1. So, because <laughs> yep. he showed up and he wasn't even there because he was gone instantly. Um, I believe that was like the spontaneous combustion episode that we talked about uh, fairly fairly recently. I think he died right away at the very beginning. But th- that does happen, which their show, they can get rid of him however they want, I suppose. Now, this is going to be the interesting one, but the secondary characters. There's a lot of secondary characters that appear in this episode. And you could say that the episode is dependent on secondary absolutely. characters. Um, I made the list here of Mr. Hanky, Ike, Gerald, Sheila, Hitler, Satan, Mr. Mackey, Mr. Garrison, Shelley, uh, Jesus, Santa, and the news guy. 
then at the very end there, we had uh, a lot of people appear, and they were all just kind of singing together, so I did not include them. Big list. Big list. We had so many. Uh, so many had such a, a a heavy part to carry in the episode. I just went ahead and gave a whole 10. I mean, I, I went pretty close. Um, if if one was a listener to my own podcast, <laughs> which is called Pick Me, where I review podcasts and other entertainment, I don't believe in perfection. So yes. I gave it a 9.9. <laughs> and I think that is totally fair. That gives us a composite character score of a 15.9 which is out of 22. Right. Given the involvement of the core four, I would say that's probably pretty accurate. I think we've done uh, a pretty good job on that. Now, this is where I think the scores could be flipped on their head once we get into episode score. We'll see, because I, I will... Spoiler alert, my episode scores are a lot higher than my character scores. Um, so starting with relevance... The Christmas Time in Hell song was nothing but pop culture relevance. Wait, there's pop culture figures in this episode? So many people mentioned you went through the list, which was a fantastic list. Thank you for doing that. Um, Courtney Cox gets featured in the Dreidel song. Yeah. What else am I missing in terms of relevance here? Well, I mean, just the fact that it's about Christmas. And every year there's going to be a Christmas. Yes. And it is a Christmas special. And other than... Other than the Hell song, and I mean, even with the Hell song, most of the people mentioned are historical figures anyway. Yeah. This is literally a can be played any year and be enjoyed. Yes. It's it's all relevant. I mean, look at, look at us right now. Um, we are doing a special episode of a podcast to try to slam this through before Christmas because it's so relevant. <laughs> exactly, right. Yeah, so it's getting a really high relevance score. Yeah, and speaking of, I gave it the full five. How about you? I gave it a 4.5. Okay. Only, only because a few of those references are going to be dated. I think that's a fair, uh, fair reason to dock it a few points. The next category we have is irreverence. And <laughs> the whole episode is irreverent. Once again, yes, exactly. <laughs> start it's, start it's where you want here. It's as irreverent as it is relevant. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing makes fun of Christmas and the holidays. Cartman spends an entire song ripping on Jews for being lame. And he stole Jesus's gifts. Yes, yes. I mean, he, yes, takes all the words from that song as well and makes it about him. Merry fucking Christmas is beyond irreverent, as well as Christmas time in hell, because South Park went there. South Park went places that no one ever thought they would or that anyone should. And this is what we have. Anything else major I'm missing there in terms of irreverence? I'm sure if I sat here and thought about it, I could come up with at least 30 other things that took place in this song that someone would find as irreverent. Absolutely. So so it, it, it's just all over. It, it really is. Yeah. So this is some classic South Park right here. Yes. And with that being said, I again, I went for the full five. 
Yes, so did I. Oh, no, no, yeah, no pussy footing around with the perfection <laughs> on this one. This is as irreverent. I mean, when you're like, what does the word irreverent mean? <laughs> it means the South Park Mr. Hanky Christmas special. That's what the word means. Uh, we just, I mean, we just achieved perfection with with TJ here. I think. Uh... I think that this might be a podcast highlight here. Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> special right there. That's as special as this Christmas special. <laughs> laugh score. A lot of things I laughed at. We've talked about it already. I mean, you can you can figure out what we've laughed at. The fighting the frizzies thing, which is totally unrelated to anything <laughs> going on. Just the ridiculousness of it. The animations that go with so many of the songs really take it to a next level. If for some reason you've only ever heard the music watch the episode you will not be disappointed and then just one more shout out to gerald for ruining the dreidel song for my entire life with (laughs) with his courtney cox lyrics um thanks gerald now even though i just gave it the praise i did i did not come in with a full five here because i did laugh a lot even watching it again i've always laughed at it over the years i went with a 4.7 because there are parts that aren't quite full laugh-inducing. Right. I went uh, I went a little lower for a couple reasons mm-hmm. um, that I knocked it, and I think you'll understand. There are some more serious moments, like the last song is like just the cats of South Park yeah. singing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas to You. There's nothing funny about it other than, I guess, Kenny dying, but <laughs> it's so throwaway that it's barely even it's it's like oh you know it's not (laughs) it's you know there's a difference there yeah and then some of the stuff that was meant to be funny i mean just 1999 funny ain't exactly 2022 (laughs) funny yes right away you are you are reminded of that because the second line of the first song is like oh i'm just letting you know we're still using gay to mean derogatory right right you know yep so yeah i did knock it a little bit for that i gave it a 3.9 at the end okay because i did laugh i did laugh a lot (laughs) With, with the stuff that goes on, it's hard not to. So personal score, once again, this is, you know, whatever you want it to be. And, you know, I said nostalgia factor earlier, and that's definitely where where this one is. Like I said, it's become part of my holiday tradition to listen to these songs, to these albums. I went straight for the full seven, and I almost never do that on the personal score. <laughs> that's how good this one is. Yeah, I can totally understand it, too. I mean, you don't even need to justify yourself. You could have just <laughs> said, my personal score is 7. What? And I would have been like, dude, I ain't got an argument for you. I gave it a 6.5, so we cool. We cool. It's, it's one. Only after re-watching this to remind myself did I realize, oh, yeah, this is... This should be on the top 10 of everybody's South Park list. Hands down, I will die on that hill, my <laughs> friends. And, and you know, I, I think about it, It's I feel weird putting it in like a top 10 conversation because it's so specialized. I mean, fair enough, yeah. But at the same time, like, it checks all the boxes. Right, and they did air it as a regular episode. 
Yeah. So I maybe maybe that's a conversation that does need to be had at some point. I'm going to assume you give this the extra point for the South Park factor. Yeah. Oh, big time. <laughs> yeah. This is this is classic South Park right here. Okay. I'm going to do my my magic here with the episode scores in a little bit. Did you go as far as to put your favorite moment, favorite quote and the MVP for the episode? I mean, I have them listed down here in my notes right here that I can talk about. That needs to be discussed then. Go ahead and talk about it. First off, my favorite moment, it was a series of moments, and I'm not apologizing for it. It was fun watching hell get decorated for Christmas. (laughs) It's just a dichotomy that I don't think I've ever seen before or since. Hell. Fire and brimstone, hell. (laughs) People getting tortured, hell is being decorated for Christmas with classic Christmas shit. Yeah. Stockings, wreaths, Christmas trees. (laughs) That was just funny to me. And the song that it was behind, I love the song. Favorite moment was watching hell getting decorated for Christmas. That's not a concept you would ever think of or something that would probably ever cross your mind before that point. I know, right, right, right. Who thinks about hell? Who thinks about Satan being like, everybody stop what you're doing. We got to put up stockings. It's almost (laughs) Christmas. We need to celebrate Jesus's birth, you guys. Santa (laughs) will come for the good girls and boys in hell. Yes. My favorite moment is in the Mr. Hanky, the Christmas Pooh song. When it cuts to the guy who is in the porta potty singing about Mr. Hanky sticking to his ass. And so he has to shake his ass around to get it to drop in the toilet. <laughs> the the visual with it, uh, the guy in the porta potty singing, and he sounds like a singer you would get from a Christmas special, and not you know just something from South Park. And it's hilarious. Here's here's something funny about that exact moment, and this is an, another little memory that flooded back to me while I was watching this. Right there, when that guy talks about having to shake your butt because the poo is stuck and doesn't want to come out. Dude, before this, I thought that it was just me. <laughs> like I thought that I thought that it was just me. I was like, this is because I'm a fatty with a big ass, I bet. <laughs> if I lost no. some weight, I could really take care of this. <laughs> no, because the regular sized guy in the South Park porta potty says that he had to fuck with dangling it from his butt too. This must be an everybody problem. Yes. I don't feel as bad now. Thank you, South Park, for upping my self-esteem and making me realize that everybody poops weird. (laughs) I love it. Uh, What was your favorite quote from the episode? As I mentioned earlier, I really did enjoy Santa and Jesus singing songs about themselves. Yeah. So one of my favorite quotes in this, because it's really hard to pick any single one, but I liked it when he started singing Away in a Manger because he was like, Away in a Manger, no room for my head. A little Lord me. A little Lord me lays down my sweet head. He didn't say Jesus, just says me. me. Every yeah. time a song would say Jesus, he says me. And it was just killing me. That is always a fun, uh, fun part of that medley that I appreciate. My favorite quote is from the Christmas Time in Hell song (laughs) and it's stuck with me for many many years Um, it's this simple Michael Landon's hair looks swell it's Christmas Time in Hell (laughs) 
At that point in time, I knew who Michael Landon was for some reason, and I thought it was funny when I was 13, and I still think it's hilarious now. It sure is. It sure is. <laughs> who was your MVP for the episode? I mean, the MVP for me has got to be an obvious one. It's his Christmas special. Yeah. The MVP is Mr. Hanky. It feels like low-hanging fruit, but it has to be, right? Well, yeah, because you got to shake it out of your butt. <laughs> It'd be better if that fruit would hang a little lower. But no, yeah, Mr. Hanky's my MVP. I can understand people making arguments for other characters in this. Yeah. But they would be incorrect arguments. Because <laughs> it's his Christmas special. He's in it more than everybody. He introduces everything. It's about him. Yeah. Mr. Hanky for MVP. I think the only other argument you could maybe make would be Satan, which would be ironic. Um, only because <laughs> that was our highest rated song on our composite rankings. Fair enough. Christmas Time in Hell with a total of three points. So the lower the point total, the better. My one, your two. Uh, coming in at number two was Dreidel, Dreidel, Dreidel with a total of four points. So those two were clearly the top two. Yeah, yeah, because they're fun songs. Yes. And so in third place was a surprise. It was a surprise to me with eight total points, was the Christmas medley. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. All right. I'm surprised by that, and I'm kind of even more surprised here by our tie we have for fourth place, which is a three-way tie between <laughs> Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh, Merry Fucking Christmas, and Carol of the Bells. <laughs> See, a, a three-way tie for four sums <laughs> all of this shit up perfectly. Right? Because all of this stuff is, like, so, like, you know, it's is it better? It's kind of better. A little bit better. Just a tiny bit better. It was splitting hairs. It really was. Yeah. yeah. It, we yeah. talked about how, or at least I talked about how it was kind of in tiers, right? I had a tier three, and then a tier three, and then the bottom four. And it seems to have fallen in that same that same mold there we have all of those tied for fourth and then seventh is have yourself a merry little christmas this is the one that surprises me probably the most in terms of how low it is is oh holy night is eighth but if one of us would have ranked it two spots higher it would be tied for fourth as well (laughs) (laughs) that's how close it is um and then our bottom two which are clearly the bottom two oh tannenbaum was in dead last because we both put it last and then I saw Three Ships was with 17 points, and it was about where it belongs, too. Yep, yep. I have no problems with that list. We've ranked all the Christmas songs, and I'm very satisfied with the outcome of that. Speaking of outcomes, our composite score here for this episode, I had a 40.1. You came in with a 35.3 giving us a composite of a 37.7. So out of the 41 episodes that we've recorded and reviewed so far here at the Spirit of South Park, that's good enough for number seven overall. Really? Yes. It falls 0.1 points behind Ike's Wee Wee, which was in season two. <laughs> it is point, oh, 0.15 behind Cartman's Mom is Still a Dirty Slut. <laughs> so it's super close to being 
above and beyond there to you know being in the top five but uh the score just didn't quite work out that way where if it was maybe a normal episode and we had seen more of the core four characters if kenny had done literally anything (laughs) this is probably a top five episode right no you're you're yeah yeah (laughs) so what do you think uh think about where it it landed there i'm going to stick by what i said this is a top 10 south park episode yeah you know when you get to the point where you're reviewing um season 18 shows yeah you know and you do the composite and you're like oh so this one comes into seventh just a point above the hanky christmas special (laughs) like then i'll believe it but yeah this is at the end this has got to be a top 10 yeah south park episode overall still today i will stand by that i think i think the important thing to me is that it's it's clearly in the top seven like it's over almost half a point ahead of the next episode below it which is spontaneous combustion but i think it could easily be higher the interesting thing is if you think of the number two episode on our list is the original Mr. Hankey, the Christmas Pooh episode. The fact that the Christmas classics came in underneath that, I think, is interesting. I'm not sure what it says. I'm not sure if that's where it deserves to be. <laughs> but at the same time, we have two Christmas specials in the top ten, so what does that say? <laughs> and interestingly enough, number 12 is Merry Christmas, Charlie Manson from season two. <laughs> the moral of the story is that Trey and Matt knock their Christmas episodes out of the park. Yeah, wait till you get to Woodland Critter Christmas. <laughs> right? Which, that that's a Christmas tradition for me. See, and that's one I've only seen maybe once or twice. I really need to see it again so I can... That one will get another five out of five in irreverence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know enough about it that I can absolutely agree with that. So this episode fell as number 14 overall on our co-host ranking list. And this one fell as number six overall on my personal rankings list. That's my fault. I should have ranked it higher than... (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, you can take some blame there, but I think you were only (laughs) trying to work with what you were given with the scoring system, so I don't think we can blame you. We'll blame the scoring system, because that's always the answer. (laughs) TJ, before we get out of here, I want to give you one more opportunity to plug your content your podcast what you're doing tell the people i uh as i mentioned earlier i'm the host of pick me podcast the show where we uh try to remove choice from the equation for for you when it comes to finding entertainment (laughs) look people waste so much time you know trying to pick and choose between different things that you know this person said is really good should i spend my time trying to watch this new episode of this new show let us take that bullet for you here at pick me and um we will watch it and then tell you if it's worth your time it's that way you never have to experience bad content again let (laughs) us do that for you um and uh we are actually in between seasons right now but we will have season six starting in the spring of 2023 wow season six already jeez yeah yeah i've i've listened to i was gonna say several several might be an overstatement but i've listened to quite a few episodes and i i do enjoy uh, the podcast it's definitely it's definitely good if you're looking for recommendations 
and just an idea of whether or not something's worth your time. Stop on by over there and uh, see what TJ has to say. I thank you for the chance to uh, to be here and talk about South Park. Absolutely. Uh, as always, thank you for letting me do this episode because watching it, like I said, it really put me in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> it was it was fun times. Well, I'm, I'm glad I can help with that. Um, like I said, this is one of my all-time favorites, and it does the same thing for me. This is what gets me in the Christmas spirit as an adult and I don't know if that says more about me maybe I should talk to a therapist I don't know <laughs> I, I really appreciate you coming on here especially in short notice we kind of threw this together within the last week or so and uh, I'm looking forward to getting this out and uh, putting it together so thank you to our listeners for sticking with us here we're coming up on three years now that's absolutely horrifying <laughs> If you would like more from the show, you can follow our blog at www.thespiritofsouthpark.com. You can follow us on Twitter at the SOSP. And if you'd like, you can join our Discord server, which we have a link to in our Twitter account, if Elon allows that. <laughs> I laugh nervously because I'm like, wait, maybe I need to move that. Um, and uh, as always, thank you to Alexander Nakarada for the theme song that you heard here. And one more time, thank you, TJ, and we'll talk again soon. Hey, Merry Christmas to you and your listeners. Thank you so much. Uh, I feel like we need to log off, log this one off with a howdy ho. Howdy ho. Rate and review or else.